I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's good, people? And welcome to the Everyday Hustle. The show that explores the five most important days that have changed the lives of the world's best young creators, entrepreneurs, and inventors. With new guests on the show each week, they'll be telling us their incredible stories and their everyday hustle. If you're on a journey, need some inspiration, or just want to hear from some of the best young minds around, then subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Follow us on our socials at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and ED Hustle Show on Twitter. This is the Everyday Hustle. Our guest today is the most voices we've had on one episode. There are a bunch of daring creatives who are a prime example of why you should go beyond the limitations. From creating exciting rooftop culture to reaching audiences across the globe and recently hitting the milestone of 3 million YouTube subscribers. (laughs) There is literally no stopping these boys. It's my pleasure to have them on the show. Welcome in Benj, Max and Drew from Stora. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, hey, thanks for coming in um now quickly i'm I'm just gonna address the elephant in the room of what i thought when i watched your videos right you do realize that you can get a bus and walk somewhere you know that right you don't need to jump across yeah but it's not as fun oh my days um yeah literally i get heart palpitations anytime i watch i can't i can't show anybody in my family my mum. oh my god she would faint yeah it's funny how people have such like a like a visceral reaction to watching our videos because it's it's yeah it's, for us it's pretty casual it's crazy it's man. that one thing it's height that people when you, you're de- dealing with height people it's just get it's, play, it's playing with your life yeah. literally literally but I think that that's kind of behind the creative element so um, for the people listening into the podcast tell them exactly in a nutshell what it is that you guys do Ooh. I mean we do parkour or free running you might know it as and like the way we kind of do it differently is that we tell the story behind how we do what we do basically Mm -hmm. so all our videos on youtube like if you've seen them is like we'll be in a new place a different situation trying to do some jump or something and just like telling you how we do it and having fun along the way basically yeah it's pretty simple as finding finding yourselves challenges say we'll climb that big thing or jump between these two things and just finding out a way to succeed in that challenge yeah well appreciating um, architecture I yeah. guess you could put it yeah, that way as well much, yeah. <laughs> uh, so what sort of things are you up to at the moment well we just got back from Sweden Sweden, like Sweden. biggest like world champs uh, literally on Saturday night yeah it was incredible to see everybody throw down yeah. especially like the young kids and the women mm. like oh my god it never used to be a thing and now like the women's competition is as good as the men's fully. Yeah. Like, did you have a really big reception when you was over there yeah, yeah, like people are pleased to see us yeah. out there. Yeah, for sure. It was good. That's it was nice. Absolutely crazy. Right. So the podcast is called The Everyday Hustle. Uh, what does that word hustle actually mean to you guys? Ooh, hustle. Hustle, yeah. I guess for us. Um, <laughs> um, I feel like being on the grind, being out, yeah. filming videos, creating constantly. Yeah, we I have. That's our hustle. 
yeah our hustle is making a video every monday a new concept mm. a new video um we've been doing that for at least a couple of years haven't mm. missed a monday well a couple of late deadlines but yeah. haven't missed a monday in a good couple of years so that would be our our weekly grind that would be our hustle would you say would you say that there was a, a massive change in your approach to things when you realized that this could be your job yeah mm. yes and no there was a time that we 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 wanted it as our job but we didn't have like a format or like a schedule for our youtube and mm. there was a, a time that we we're like let's let's upload our videos every monday make it a thing a regular thing and then see what happens and that was like a big changing part for us yeah the consistency helps so much with you know people t tuning in every monday instead of just like a, a random bunch of videos getting uploaded mm -hmm. over a period of time it, it definitely does help hello benj here Max Cave on the mic. I am Drew Taylor. And uh, we are Stora. And this is our Everyday Hustle. Day number one for us will be 10-10-10, the start of Stora Blog. So what's so special about this day? Ooh, this is We're about to unravel everything here. <laughs> yes. Go on. So this is the, de the random date that we decided to start Stora YouTube. Um, okay. Max originally had the idea of making a YouTube channel that was like a, a jokey sort of lifestyle video. No, can I swear? Yeah. yeah. No fucks given. Oh, upload. okay, right, right. Um, with you. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, because back in the day, we all individually and as a group had our YouTube channel. Oh, so you, you had previous before, sort of knowledge. Yeah, 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 yeah before this it. one, we had, we had our individual ones. Um, but then we wanted to have a YouTube channel that was just uh, not too serious because on our old ones we had like videos that we would upload like once or twice a year and there'd be like a big piece like that you're training videos. training that you yeah. collect, collect clips over the years uh, and we wanted something a bit different so we, we created this channel called Stora and the idea was to just upload anything on yeah. there no, where's the name Stora come from? Uh, Stora comes from our family name okay middle it's name family oh. middle name it's like a tradition everyone in our family's got the middle name of Stora. Yeah. So when we went to choose a a YouTube name, it just was just stuck out. Mm. And obviously, like that, the, the the meaning of Stora is kind of like adapted over to yeah. like. That's sick. Uh, yeah, uh, I sometimes forget it's your yeah. middle name. Yeah. <laughs> All your, like your sisters and people yeah. still have Stora as their middle yeah. names. Man, it's not our middle name anymore. It's what we do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but where were we? So it was it was that date and we sort of like gave out the password to everyone like all our mates so um drew josh toby callum and sasha and yeah. our other friend steve and we just let anyone upload we even yeah. gave it out to like the wider parkour community oh, for a wicked. little bit yeah, yeah, yeah. just because it was like we want we want like, a parkour lifestyle to be i don't know shown in its yeah. proper in its proper way and it's no fucked up kind of like weird way mm. so were all your youtube channels and things like that was it all based around parkour before yeah, well, I, yeah. I think the thing like we'd been doing parkour for like four or five years right that. so you've been training and there was yeah. like a way that you do videos yeah. like in the community it was like every six months or whatever you collect all your clips put it in a little training episode with some hip hop yeah. and like put the date on it and like that was just how you did it yeah and so i think we at that age were just so bored of just like doing what everybody else did and we we're just like let's just have a channel where we can do whatever the fuck we want on yeah, it. yeah yeah and that was Stora. and so we literally just it was it would be like you go out fuck around like get kicked off a sport or like <laughs> me in my back garden like landing on my head on the trampoline and shit and then that would be the episode and it was like it was just that freedom that was so no fun. limitations yeah exactly yeah, literally um yeah. okay cool so and, and at this point regular videos as well because our, our previous channels there'll be like 
two a year. Yeah. This was like yeah. two in a week. So yeah, every, yeah, yeah, of course. There was a collective of you. No, um, nobody in the parkour community uploaded regularly at that point. Mm. It was just like you had to wait a long time for your favorite people to upload. And then all of a sudden we had like three videos in a week. Mm. And it was just like, everyone was like, oh, was like yeah, I could get down yeah. with this. And so it started getting really big. Like we did, we, it was just a, literally fun for us, like yeah. a hobby. And but people loved it, and it started like getting bigger than all our other channels. And we're yeah, like, yeah. wait, what the hell? Like, Let's run with it. Maybe this is the thing. Yeah, this is originally thing. it was supposed to be. And when you told us the idea, you were like, yeah, we're going to do 30 episodes and then stop. And we're like, all right, cool. And then we got to 30 and we're like, no way. We can stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we actually roll, we started with um, episodes. So we yeah. have like a random name, like um, standards, episode one. Yeah. And then we ended up doing like 160 odd episodes. Jeez. And then sort of like... Lost the episode title. Lost yeah. the episode title and then sort of just rolled onto... I don't know, I guess it fitted in better with the YouTube format mm. to, to start. This is cool. naming it better. We naming didn't it need better. to say episode like, at yeah. the time. It was cool at the beginning, but yeah, yeah, didn't work. And then it just, yeah, it went, it grew. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it adapted, yeah. Cool. So, so what was it about parkour that, that caught all of you? Like, what was mm. it? What was the, the, the passion mm. point of so, it? So, so hard to say because when we got into parkour, we were 12-year-old kids. Yeah, mad. 12-year-old kids with... I think the unique thing about everyone in store is like... Each each member of Stora was given so much freedom as a kid by their parents to right. just like roam roam around their local area, yeah. like go travel to other mm. towns, other cities. Mm. Um, I mean, like we we're traveling up to London when we were like eleven, twelve years yeah, old. That's yeah, mad. So it's like, that's that mad. Is mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, so no. parents wouldn't really look at it that much, <laughs> in it. Yeah, yeah, a big up to the parents yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I guess like your parkour is quite like an adventurous sport. Yeah. Um, so kind of fitted what was the question again yeah I'm what was the question what's like the passion point like what oh. caught you about oh yeah we were adventure and then we watched a documentary on channel 4 Jump mm -hmm. Jump Britain and that's the, what got us all into it yeah. really yeah. That, that documentary uh, channel um, channel 4 Jump London Jump Britain those two both got us into it and then got Drew into it yeah I met Benj at school right when I was doing like trampolining yeah 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 when I saw these lot doing parkour, I was like, that's way cooler than trampolining. Like, why am I doing that? <laughs> and so literally just switched, yeah, from one to the other. It seemed like the ultimate free thing to do. Mm, yeah. you, know, you don't need anything. You don't need a skateboard yeah, or a yeah. bike or a football. You just need, like, yourself normally and, like, yeah. a good mentality. Yeah. And you can find so many ways to keep pushing yourself. Like, yeah, when you're 12, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like, to be able so to would you recommend, around, like, like, kids nowadays to go out and just explore and absolutely. try to Absolutely. Because, I mean, this is the thing, right, that everybody does it when they're really young. Like, we yeah. all play on climbing frames and, like, jump between Man rocks hunt. over rivers. It's like, that trees. is parkour. Yeah. But, like, a really basic version. And so all it is is, like, rather than, like, as we get adults being like, oh, no, you can't play. Like, it's like, just carry on playing and get good at playing. And yeah. that's, that's what we've done, basically. And now we play on rooftops. I think one thing that stands out from you guys is, is the consistency. Is like, you you know what, you took it from a passion, training and stuff like mm. that, and then moving it now into something. You, you're still practicing as much as yeah, you did back yeah. then. Oh, fully. Maybe more. It, that, that's what it all stems from, is like a passion for movement. So yeah. It's like, regardless of all the other stuff going around it, we're always going to be training, like... So was there any moment that any of you then sat down and was like, all right, okay, cool. Where do we want to go with this? Where did you see yourselves leading? Yeah, definitely. I think it was like, as we were the like elephant in the room of like college and like, mm. what are you doing after that? And what about uni guys? Yeah. It's like, as that was approaching, we all started to think like, because we had friends who were older who were doing like jobs in parkour and it was like, we knew it was possible-ish. Yeah. And so it was like, as we got closer to 
kind of being on our own and out of the education system it was like we had to think about like could we do this as a job and like, mm. if we wanted to how would we do that yeah but and re- so that's where the clothing came yeah, from. yeah but really in parkour at that time there was there's no path to make it a career no, like no, there's no, not there's like either. four or five people that are really high up in the sport that are doing sort of like um adverts for on tv or yeah, like yeah, a couple yeah. of movie jobs here and there but as as ter- in terms of a career, there's nothing. Because so. was was there much exposure in the main in like mainstream? I media? mean, when we started and when we got into it, it was massive. Yeah. Like back in 2006, when there were documentaries on Channel Four and like it was in James Bond and like all this stuff, it was huge. But then it sort of died out because mm. people thought it was like an internet kind of fad. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, I remember that from back then. But then the kids like us who got involved in it and stuck to it, like started developing and growing this like culture behind yeah. it all and so it's funny like now the mainstream kind of attention is coming back round, and it's so much further along than it was 10 years yeah. ago it's insane like yeah. you know there was that competition on saturday that was huge like, yeah seriously massive like world class how many people were there like there were two thousand seats in the stadium and Jeez. there were like 150 men like qualifying it was it was insane did you ever see it get into this level it's hard Wow. Yeah, no. yeah. Surely, surely we wanted it to. I yeah, don't, of I don't course. Know, it's the passion I mean? driving like, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we saw the potential, but it's amazing that it's happened. You know that we we we're getting to live it. Really, is mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Day two for us is August 2011, jumping off the arch in Malta, also known as the Azure Window. Rest in peace. All it's right, gone now. Right. Oh, it's not there no it's more. Not, not no. Now. Because you guys jumped there, off there. There was a. It's just skipped all the down in the storm. Yeah, yeah, legit huge, huge storm, and it was like kind of like a sticking out bit of rock from, oh, from right. the land, and yeah. it sort of it collapsed and it's gone. Okay, so a few Thank questions. Goodness. A few questions. <laughs> What makes you jump off this this huge landmark? Okay, so we were in Horsham, I think in my bedroom, and we were like, let's go on a team, team holiday. This, this was, was our first team holiday. First team well, holiday. Yeah. Right. It, was, it was a team holiday. holiday. Team holiday. Yeah. Was, it boys, was it boys holiday? Yeah, it pretty much. Holiday? Yeah, but like, rather than getting like pissed yeah. and trying to get with girls, we were like doing cliff jumps and shit. It's so funny. <laughs> we did not speak to a single girl that whole time. <laughs> like the whole trip. The whole time. Like, we just wanted like That's some it. adrenaline rush. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, we were quite young as well i think like 15 16 years old oh swear down yeah. so um we yeah. we had never done any cliff diving before we knew like from going to like our local five meter diving board that it was fun so yeah we we found malta and we found the azure window the arch it was a 26 meter high cliff Jeez. so just to put that in perspective you know the red bull professional cliff divers yeah they jump off 26 meters for their and do their massive flips and routines. and they're professionals mm. but and you guys are just 15 16 year olds yeah. what the hell that's mad yeah <laughs> so we what were we like doing? let's take on that challenge and at the time we were like it was the constant conversation of like how big is it is it can we do it, can we, even do it? we booked the flights though because at this point all we had seen from the azir window is just photos online and we yeah. saw a video of someone jumping off it yeah. so we knew that it was possible but to us, we're constantly talking about it all week about how big you think it is. Do you mm. think you can do it, and how we're going to do it? And like, and we, and we all knew, like, if one of us did it, we were all going to do it. And that was it. Yeah. I remember, like, when you and Toby like were walking up, and me and Max were like, like "Oh shit, oh, shit. <laughs> we've got to go next." Then. Like, this is it. Was that through like ego spite, or like, or, or was it competition, or was it like, "Oh no, if my boys do it, I nah, need to yeah, do it." Sort it's of thing. More, yeah, it's more. It's more that. It's like I know, like, if they do it, then like 
you know, they're going through the same mental battle that I can. So it's right. like, if they're strong enough to do it, then fucking I am. Mm. Sure. So this power of the pack mentality, talk to me mm. about it. So how important is it for you to surround yourself with the right people? Because what it sounds like is that you you guys as individuals wouldn't be where you are today if it wasn't for the Death, man sat next to you. Nowhere near, nowhere near this kind of person. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's so I'm, crazy. I mean, we're we're sort of fortunate enough that almost by chance, well, I say it's by chance, maybe it's not, um, that we've we've managed to get a group of like seven people who have different skills different personalities and it works together so well that it's like when we come up to a decision somebody's on one end of the spectrum somebody's on the other when we meet in the middle yeah and it always works out quite well because you never get like an extreme opinion no Mm. um we none no seven member is like the same each member has their own like way of thinking about things (laughs) and like I think it's important to say like each each one of us respects each other's opinion just as much as the other person so yeah. it all works out like the right way somehow day number three for us was summer 2013 and we're calling it the turning point okay the turning point so what was so pivotal in, in, on this this moment right here this is like the commitment yeah this is where we decided to commit to, how old were you guys then um, must have been like 17, 17 yeah. maybe 18, 18 yeah. yeah maybe some some of us really all pretty tough time isn't it? pretty tough yeah, time for all, everybody right? yeah, yeah all of us were sort of working sort of like lower level jobs like cleaners mm. dishwashers yeah laborers no, those jobs are yeah. good but they're not they don't serve a purpose for an actual career no but especially like, at the age of 17 yeah, or 18 yeah, yeah. yeah they're great jobs at that time but um we wanted something more we wanted yeah. something different yeah. um, but this is like the awkward gap between college and university like, see that's a, that's a difficult decision that everybody sort of comes um, into grips with mm. at, at some point because I mean like even myself they, they naturally sort of schools drive you to go alright oh, cool you need to go to secondary school you need yeah. to go to college then you need to go off to university and then you'll go into a job with this yeah. degree but sometimes that's well most of the yeah. time that's never really the case a lot of, of the course. guests that we've had on the show it's never really been the case with them how was that for you guys making that decision because obviously there's is it like how many of you is there in the group? Seven, Eight, seven, seven. seven yeah. So there's seven of you there. How did you come to terms of making that decision? Did some of you want to go? Did some of you feel under pressure from family, parents? What would it be? Yeah, that that was it. I mean, you and uh, Drew and uh, Sasha almost went to you. Yeah, like, I mean, I was there. going. Like that was it. I was I was going to move into my accommodation like in a week. Yeah, that's mad. And then I had a chat with my mum about it and realised basically that financially, like I would have had to have got a part time job to afford to go to uni and I was like wait why the hell am I getting a job I don't want to do to pay for something I don't want to do why don't I get a job I don't want to do to pay for something I do want to do and so I like rang up that day and was like in tears like I've got a cancer (laughs) and I lost like a grand or something yeah Um, but yeah that was the best decision I've ever made but like that's the thing is the education system especially in the UK pushes everybody on this set path that's Mm. like you've got to get good grades at this so you can get to college and then you've got to get good A-levels that you can go to uni and then you've got to get an internship and blah 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 but like it takes so much energy Mm. to really think within yourself like hold on what do I want to do Mm. and maybe that path doesn't align with me at all and to actually like push out of that and find your own yeah. route, it's it's so hard. I mean, but it's so, easier for us because we did it as a team. Yeah, you, yeah. Got, you guys definitely find your own route. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you look you look at a pavement and then look at the walls next to it. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's funny because metaphorically, like it makes sense with what we do as a sport. It's, Absolutely, it's all about like finding your own way of moving through an environment. And it's kind of like we did the same thing in life. It's like we looked at the obstacles yeah. presented to us and then played with them and mm. had, had so what around. was it was it like a, a group like mothers meeting that happened and it was like right cool we're gonna take how we're gonna take this professionally sort of thing well it's, it's kind of like me and Sasha dropped off and everybody was kind of like sick of their jobs and so 
we had a meeting with our manager at the time mm. um, and sort of all said like right okay if, if we're serious about this and, and we're not going to go to uni we're not going to get like big jobs in the city or whatever it's like how are we going to make this into a career yeah um, I, I guess for like um, some of us it was like it was an obvious choice because the amount of like positivity that came mm. from parkour the amount mm. of fun that we were having from it that no other life was worth living like in terms mm, yeah, of like yeah. I can't stop doing this to get a normal job in like a sports center or mm. something yeah what, what I'm doing is so much more valuable to my life and I'm growing because so much you more had a passion a, for it right? passion yeah, and exactly. growing so much as a person doing it and like learning so much literally as soon as I left college I started learning so much about mm. the world for you guys of what it sounds is that it was just a passion area that you have trained it doesn't feel like a day's work for you nah not no, at all not at all no. no I mean occasionally when we have to do like some <laughs> weird thing and it's like really effort yeah maybe yeah. but or like you're doing emails and phone calls it's like sure but it's all part of making like facilitating mm. having fun most of the time basically yeah. so when did the work begin to roll in Ooh. I mean, that's a good question. Like so, on any real serious level, maybe like in the last two years. Yeah, yeah like that—that's the crazy thing. Like we were working at it for so hard for so long, mm. and then something happened. It was just like we're off. I and mean, that, these last two years have been insane. Even 2016, when we were filming our most like probably our biggest project ever, Roof Culture Asia, mm. none of us had money. None no, of us. Really? We were having to it's bunk funny. the trains, sometimes yeah, steal yeah. food because yeah. we literally had like. 20 quid in our bank we couldn't most afford of the time. to do that trip we couldn't we afford it. to yeah. do that trip um, and yeah it's just crazy but was that trip worthwhile in terms of where you've got to today nothing we've ever done has been more worthwhile yeah. than that trip yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that's that's what's crazy about this kind of way of thinking is it's like we couldn't afford to do it but we knew we had to get it done so it's like you find out you hustle you find the that's way of it. making it happen and then you reap the rewards afterwards yeah. it's a funny story actually because we're the day that like me max and drew are sitting mm. here we were the ones trying to organize the trip to make it happen yeah and we had like we needed like 30 grand basically to make this trip happen 11 uh, nine people to travel around asia for six, six weeks yeah it's mad. a lot of money a lot of yeah, plane yeah, yeah. tickets a lot of accommodation three different countries three different countries yeah. um where where, and, where exactly did you head to um hong kong tokyo and seoul wow um <laughs> and we had like sort of rang up some like rich people that we knew yeah. for money. literally it was we were, mad like we called up like some of our friends who work in stunts we were like yeah we need to borrow some money I like swear. we yeah. phoned our manager like a different manager at the time and like did, and, was that like a good way about it did you no, get didn't money work. from them no because like, oh, no, right. no, well, you ruled they, that one out they don't believe in the same thing that we do because yeah. it's like why the hell would we give these random kids like 30 grand yeah. to, so, to spend so the, it on flights the very very day that we were like let's just figure it out let's just find a way we how to do it we yeah. got a uh, an email from PayPal right so we've been selling clothes for like the previous four years and because yeah. we had been so successful with selling clothes that yeah. PayPal had yeah, PayPal put us on a short list. That meant we were eligible to take loans because we had sold so many, so many clothes over the mm. years, and our account, our account yeah. was in such a it's positive all, it's place. It's all digital, so yeah. obviously they can see how much money's coming in and how much coming so out. What, so clothes, what clothes were you selling at this? So, point? oh yeah, this was a big thing that we missed out earlier when we decided how we we're going to make it a career. Yeah, one of the things we were looking at is like how can you bring money into something which is free to do yeah and so we looked at stuff like surf and snowboarding and skate culture where like they all wear like yeah, s- yeah, yeah, skate yeah. brands or surf brands and so we started our own like t-shirt and 
and uh, our, start making our parents gave us like a 300 pound loan to make uh, 100 <laughs> prints of the first S t-shirt Sick. sold so well we yeah. got more and did literally and we did, had that like clothing business and another line and more more clothing and we didn't take any money from it for a good like two three years yeah. none of us took and a just single pound a from yeah. it yeah. and we just reinvested all the money into it just because that's you need to make it man. big to make to survive in parkour. Yeah. Yeah. So almost that was almost like a side hustle for you guys. Like yeah, to help pretty you much. Out and keep yeah, you balanced. Yeah, exactly. To like pay for some of the trips yeah. we were doing and that sort of stuff. And like, it was it was our YouTube audience that was buying mm. the clothes. So as long as we keep making cool videos, people are gonna keep buying the clothes. And what was yeah. your subscriber count on like roughly around this These days, like sixty, seventy thousand maybe. Right. Like back then, yeah. But 50. they were they were dedicated. But like yeah, loyal, yeah, loyal some hard, yeah. hardcore loyal fans. Like, big up, yeah, to anybody who was in that first 60k like respect them yeah. so much legends much got much a love. t-shirt for it as well yeah, yeah. yeah so you got the 30k and then what were you doing with that we literally booked flights there and then yeah booked Book flights, flights for yeah. for the seven star members plus two extra cameramen coming with us mm-hmm. we booked the accommodation we uh also had to spend money on clothing mm-hmm. um to to accompany the project yeah um and that was it money gone Mm-hmm. that's it just and done and dusted back to zero back to zero yeah. and like knew that this was a hell of a big risk but <laughs> well you we, got a 30k loan to yeah, repay yeah. boys that's, yeah I know and yeah, it's just like it's it was crazy. just so worth it like no, nobody doubted it for a single second because no. we knew what we could do and the potential of this project yeah there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So our day number four is the day we decided to do Roof Culture Asia. Now, for the people listening in that may not know, what is it in a nutshell? So Roof Culture Asia is like our second feature documentary that we produce. So it's mm-hmm. like 90 minutes of us lot jumping between skyscrapers in, in Asia. Basically. As you do. Mm-hmm. As you do. Yeah. As you yeah. do. Have we, you done one in London? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. UK. Yeah. We did an original roof culture, which was uh, filmed over a two-year period uh, in the rooftops of mainly the just, just the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like one of the most hardcore parkour videos on the internet yeah, like everyone was like props for that that's yeah. proper raw yeah. that, that's some gnarly shit and then you wanted to take it to the we, next yeah level we just wanted to amp it up yeah. yeah and like and we knew that like this is when we were getting into kind of like how can we uh, market our content better yeah and so this idea of like hold on we could like put more money into into something and then sell it mm-hmm. and so we did like a tester feature called Super Champs Thailand we went to Thailand and like lived without money for a month didn't stay in a single bit of accommodation for a whole month in Thailand. 
Mm. And that was like the test to see if the format worked, like if people would actually yeah. pay to watch our stuff. And they did. So then we were like, okay, cool. And then we we were deciding like... Super Tramps Australia. Yeah. Which was like the easy option. The, the easy, easy, fun, fun option yeah, that yeah, we yeah. all wanted to do is like yeah. go have a holiday in Australia as cash. Yeah. Or what we knew we should do, which is like do Roof Culture, which is like everybody's favorite video yeah. ever, but amp it up and do it in Asia. And so it was all at Max and Benji's. We were all at Max and Benji's like Rock, paper, scissors. And well, we were all just like, <laughs> this is, we should do it. it should yeah. we like, um, as everybody agreed. And we just had that moment of like, yeah. I, rem- I remember that moment where everyone sort of like looking around and being like, yeah, this is what we're because doing. Because we knew how dangerous it was. It's like at yeah. the time when you're thinking about this, it's like fully it's on the, on the table. Like some, one of us could have died. And so yeah. it's that intense of a decision. Like we're looking at each other, like, are we sure we want to do this? Mm-hmm. And yeah. something like when it happened, it was like something dropped to my stomach. I was like, no, yeah. I've got, no, you got to get prepared for this. Yeah, like, yeah. This is no like fucking around. Like if, if we're going to do this the way that we plan to do yeah. it, it's a full blown commitment. How do you like, prepare yourself mentally for something like this? I guess the years of training beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's part of it. But well, as soon as we said yes to going on that trip, we all knew it was going to happen. Mm. So yeah, from that yeah. point, it was like, it's happening. Yeah, yeah. there's almost like no more commitment needed. It's like mm. the train was gone. The yeah. train was the train had left the station, yeah. and we knew everyone knew there was going to be points that we're going to be scared. We're yeah. going to be yeah. like pushing ourselves further than we're going to push guys ourselves. This all yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because that was the other thing is we wanted to kind of push Toby and Sasha, who are like the filmmakers, to to fully like their extremes as well. Yeah, like capture what we do in the best possible way. Yeah, and it has to be said that like Toby and Sasha are like world class videographers, yeah. filmers, and editors. Like without yeah. them, our YouTube would be fucking fully. nowhere. Yeah, I mean, going That's back amazing. to what we were saying about yeah. having a team of seven people that work together, it's like we happen to have two world-class video yeah. editors. Yeah. Like, what the hell? That's so lucky. Imagine we didn't have them. Was he screwed? Self-taught as well. Self-taught through Park College. Yeah. Wow. Literally, no um, given like a Channel 4 program each. Yeah. Like, they were like 16. 16 yeah. years old. There was like a little Channel 4 series called... Um, random Acts. Random Acts. Random Acts. Like yeah, a, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah five-minute segment of yeah. like random people and both Toby and Sasha had a program each. Nice. Yeah. And Sa- the video that Sash got on Random Acts, like, he uploaded it private to Vimeo and yeah. he was just like, oh, it's not very good. I might not upload might it. And we were like, along. Sash, this is yeah. unbelievable, man. It was like a slow-mo humble, thing that yeah. he'd done. And then like, yeah, like a year later it was on Channel 4 and we're like, what the hell? You weren't even going to upload that. Like he's that, he's that good. That That's is so like, It's the kind of edit that would bring tears to your parents' eyes. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. kind of edit. It's just like, um, he just has a vision. Both of them have like mm. a vision and a separate, yeah. um, separate thing than the rest of us do not have <laughs> yeah unfortunately <laughs> but like we all bring off other stuff to the table yeah. that's yeah. what makes Sora so great of mm-hmm. course so three cities filmed across six weeks mm-hmm. uh, was this the first moment that you guys went viral with this video well the first time we had actually gone viral ever was Max's, Max on Instagram we had like 60k subscribers on YouTube yeah. doing this kind of project that had no guarantee of any return at all yeah. just like risking our lives just because we we had to do it. it we yeah. had to do it yeah. like that was the only like commitment we had in our lives was just this project so, so 2016 genuinely like it was a transformation that changed everything and like this meeting where we decided to do roof culture like we planned out the whole year literally yeah. we were like okay if we're going to do roof culture then we need to do a clothing line with that and then we need to if, tour it around America we also need to make yeah. a shoe so this is like five and if we're doing that things. we need YouTube videos yeah. so we did a, like a tour around like Iceland Israel Santorini Serbia Santorini Bulgaria Bulgaria oh, like, before roof culture just so we had enough YouTube to like keep it yeah. up as 
mad commitment because mm. obviously before that it just been like fun mm. and this was the year when we we're like all right let's fucking go for it yeah then. if we want to fully make this a thing then this is how hard you gotta go i mean yeah, we were having set the standard for the rest of the years to come really. yeah we were having so much fun but we weren't really getting any reward in mm. terms of like we were skint as fuck so mm. we had to change something up to sort of get get money or mm. like yeah. get a way of finding a way to make a living other than just like you know yeah. a couple of jobs here and there and I remember that year being the tester year. Like, let's yeah. do everything yeah. we planned, and by the end of the year, if we've changed our situation, we know it's we know it's, it's done possible. well. Yeah. yeah and at the, at the very end of the year, me, Max, and uh, this was like a big, big turning point for our YouTube. The very yeah. end of the year, just after the back of Roof Culture Asia. So I guess that mentality rolled yeah, on to yeah. our other other training. YouTube commitments and our training. We made our first rooftop pov escape yeah which has turned into that like, was our first ever viral first you're, ever you're viral. like the real life assassin's creed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah before that video we had our, our most viewed video before that was probably like i think 500 500k at the time that. probably like oh. 200,000. Yeah. not much then so <laughs> yeah this one this one hit the, our first ever million so yeah. th- this was like massive for yeah. us and that Big was something like we always wanted to do yeah, yeah. it's like shit did you ever millions think you'd make and... three million subs? No no no, 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 hell no. It wasn't Definitely even about no. that. It wasn't even about Like all these years, we were always like 100K would be unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we got 100K after that video went viral and then it just kept going. Like mm. it doesn't stop. Once you once we crack the formula and we we're consistent mm. with it, it just mm. like, now we're getting like 100K every like 10 days. It's mad. Man. Yeah, and that was what? like six years to get the first 100K. I guess it's because what you do, it's just, it's universal. Like, it, yeah. it, it's not, you don't need to speak yeah. a specific language that, to understand it. You don't need to be able to have a, have a specific talent to understand yeah. it or engage with it. Everybody can relate. And, and that was the thing is like, everybody was interested in it. Like mm. our parents thought the videos were cool, but like we didn't quite figure out the format for YouTube yeah. until the end of 2016. Yeah. When we started started putting personality and like story behind it and it was like oh now that's engaging like that's like how you show what we do in the most interesting way and as, and the pov was like the epitome of yeah that. the pov changed it all i mean yeah. and i guess when we did go viral we already had like a backlog of like 200 videos mm. for all these new subscribers to come yeah, in for and real. it definitely helped yeah. so much if you if it was like your fourth video and it went viral it's not as much there's nothing to subscribe no, to. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, no. and because we've been making videos and making videos has been our passion for so long, it just, I don't know, it showed, it shone through, I guess. Mm-hmm. So day five on the Everyday Hustle is five years into the future where you see yourselves going, okay? Where you can see yourself ending up. Like, I mean, you pretty much, as you just said, didn't really see yourselves going by nah, 3 million yeah. subscribers we're like in the future for us but now, now is, yeah, yeah now if you had to pinch yourself and be realistic about it where where would you put yourselves bloody hell Ooh, we've we, always had that goal of uh, on our 10th birthday Stora's 10th yeah. birthday we want to get 10 million subscribers mm. so that would be in 220 so which is in like 2 years time so we're currently yeah. sitting on 3 million subscribers we've got 2 years to get the remaining seven. I know. Yeah, um, we've million we've been talking about making next year one of them commitment years. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk of it. I let's mean, let's talk of it. I mean, we have been committing since 2016, but yeah. you can you can always turn it the dial up you a can little. Always yeah, go a little. Yeah. Because the last couple of years have been we've had quite a lot of jobs. Yeah. So that's mm. like stopped us doing our own of our course, own stuff. Yeah, so yeah. we're talking about next year. This doing a whole year of us. Yeah. Like plan it out step by step tick off all the videos mm. yeah. and by that end of the year I reckon 
we'd be and is the clothing the clothing still selling out yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. we just like released a new collection like a week ago two weeks yeah. ago and it's done mad because that's the other thing is like subscribers are growing that fast there's so many more people who see our clothes now yeah. so like it just sells like crazy it's mm. sick it's so it, good we like spent a, lo- a lot of summer working on a uh, movie Six Underground mm. so like financially we're doing okay now so we can commit <laughs> yeah. to spending that money next yeah, year yeah, yeah, of course. on like making content so that's what we like doing the best that's what be we're best year. at yeah. um, so we're pr- pumped we've got some ideas Released to the world. Yeah. What's what's the end goal? That's yeah. That's there is there is no end. There is no one yeah. end goal. No, I mean it's, it's, it's more like a checklist. Yeah. For, yeah. for so long yeah. that the aim was always to make doing parkour and having fun sustainable. Mm-hmm. Like that was always the thing. Like yeah, we just want to be able to do this forever. And now, yeah. like in the last couple of years, we have kind of done it. Like mm. we can just keep doing this now. Yeah, it works. But so now, yeah, I think feel like we're almost at a point where we need to kind of recalibrate and say, okay, right, we're we're all making a living off this. We can do this. What do we really want to achieve? Yeah. Now we have the vehicle that we've set up. But I I don't. We never really have an end goal. We just have a goal, and as soon as we've done that, we're on the next next goal straight away. (laughs) Just bunch of goals. So powerful. One of the one of the big goals is to set up an academy. Yeah. I was was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to give back to sort of like because obviously you didn't have that opportunity when you were younger for anybody to give you a loan or 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 Mm. push you into this opportunity there and that. So yeah, would you want a big training facility, big academy, get loads of people in? Because there are training hubs that you can go to, right? Like full parkour. There are starting to pop up. Yeah, not so many in the no, UK but you, that's why we want to do but it but like back in the day when we were first training like we would kill for a gym like yeah. we couldn't go to any gym we had practiced our somersaults our flips into sand and water Yeah. so if we can create like an academy or a gym where anyone can come down to to train that'd be so good I, I think as well like sponsoring the up and coming kids yeah like, those kids that were us you know like we would have loved to for somebody to just make a younger story yeah, imagine yeah, that make a younger story <laughs> so like for sure when we get too old and like mm. our backs are all fucked and stuff like, yeah for <laughs> sponsor little kids yeah and, that, and that'd be really sick to, to provide like opportunities as long as you've got some teeth left yeah. <laughs> be all right. so for people listening in um if you had to give them three tips, three tips, they might be going into a, a different industry, a different type of work or, or pursuing a dream of theirs. Mm. What would those three tips mm. be? Should I'd be say, money? yeah, I'd say first one, make sure you're having fun because if you're <laughs> not having fun, you won't enjoy it. You won't get far. I, I think um, like the big thing for me has always been like, define for yourself what you think is possible. Like, no matter what like society says you can or can't do, like decide for yourself through like trial and error, through like, you know talking to people who are on your same wave like yeah no nobody else knows what you're capable of apart from you that's that's why mm-hmm. i'd go for if you do something good enough and long enough the rewards will come to you in one way or another yes. believe in that 100 yeah. percent believe in that right well boys it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you thank you for coming down on the show the pleasure is ours thanks for having us so for the people listening in how can they uh, follow you how can they see your work you can find us on YouTube Instagram Facebook all social platforms at Stora S-T-O-R-R-O-R if you got that wrong if you got that wrong I would have went crazy (laughs) (laughs) videos every Monday without a doubt they do not sleep what time 
Live at five. Boys, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thank you so much for coming on the Everyday Hustle. Thank you, Cheers, big up the Store Army listening. You follow us everywhere. Represent worldwide. Big up, big up. I've been Tyler West. Don't forget to let us know what you think and talk to us about your everyday hustles over on our social media. You can find us at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and at ED Hustle Show on Twitter. Please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to this show. This has been the Everyday Hustle, a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Let's go. Jeez. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.